0: Welcome back to the From the Porch Swing Podcast. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I'm Kim. I'm Nathan, and we are ready to jump in with our very first like official topic discussion, which is going to be on the role of the husband and father.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are, uh, and we decided before we do any of these episodes that we should um, we should pray about them. Um, Reason being is we want to grow together, but we also hope that whatever we say will God could use for whoever is listening and it would benefit somebody in some way. Um, And the best way to do that is to have the Lord bless uh, our conversation, basically. So let's do that. Lord God, I thank you for tonight, this morning, whenever this is being listened to, Lord, we know that whatever we say, um, are just words, but you will be moving in them. Um, and we ask that you would be moving in these words, whether we say something silly or meaningful, Lord, help this to impact our listeners, help us to impact ourselves. Um, especially with this episode being about fathers and husbands, um, Lord, help this to really help out, uh, myself and the men that are listening, if there are any, um, So, Lord, we just lift this episode up to you, and it's in your son's name, I pray. Amen. Well, 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 this is going to be fun to talk about. And by that, I mean terrifying for me, because it's about me. Hooray.
0: But not just you, like men in general, and who God has called you to be.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's a big statement, and we're going to do our best to... To figure that out. When Kim brought this episode up to me, I was like, oh, okay, let's just break fatherhood down into three different things. And I just listed them off right away. Fathers of yore, so like of the past, fathers of culture. And, and then at, Right. Yeah. Just making
0: sure. It's yeah. for husbands too, not just fathers.
1: Okay. So let's, if I say fathers, I obviously mean fathers and husbands. If I just say husbands, I mean husbands and fathers, or just take it how you want it, whatever men men.
0: Yeah, because maybe you're not a husband or a father yet, but you will be someday.
1: Good point, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so fathers of yore, fathers of culture, and the biblical father slash husband. Okay, so when you think of fathers of yore, of the olden days, whether it's 1656, 1801, 1945, whatever. What are the stereotypes of a father or the husband of the olden days? We Most people would think, oh, those fathers from back then, they were gone all the time, whether they were at war 1945, or they were in the factory, or they were out drink- yes. in the fields, out drinking. They are gone, absent. That's what you would, a lot of things, like Fathers are out there doing their stuff. Mothers are at home. That's, we'll talk about next that's what right, okay. <laughs> we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, don't you think? Anyway, so fathers, we are. A lot of time they're gone. I never saw my father. They're also intimidating, strong guys. You respected your dad to the point of almost being afraid of your dad. That's also another stereotype. You don't make me tell your father when he gets home. Oh, dad's a disciplinarian. dad's the scary one. Don't ask your dad for anything because he'll say no or he'll cut a switch or whatever. Like, that's what you would a lot of people think of when they think of fathers from the olden days. Sometimes they're even overbearing. Controlling. This is my family. You listen to me. I don't care if you have opinions, whatever. And um, strong. You would think most fathers are strong, right? Whether they're a worker in the fields, a lumberjack, <laughs> a soldier, whatever it is. They're strong. They're physically strong. That's kind of the way father, the stereotype of, of stereotypical father of history was looked at, right? And I could be wrong. There's probably a lot of instances out there, instances out there where that's not the case, but that is kind of what I feel historical fathers really looked like
0: or at least what the stereotype right
1: that's what i meant the stereotype yeah okay yeah no i I agree I, i thought she was gonna say something else now if we look at fathers of today's culture i mean just watch any tv show anything especially sitcoms and i get that they're they're works of fiction they're meant for comedy but if you're growing up and you're watching shows and you see fathers that are like this, this is what you're going to assume dads and husbands are like. So what do we think of when we think of, you know, TV dads? Uh, maybe not from the nineties, but like modern TV dads, think of the Homer Simpsons or the, uh, what's the Goldberg's guy name? Uh, what's his name?
0: I don't know. All I like think of is Barry and that's the key. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, fathers, they're, they're usually overweight. They got a, 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 Wife, that's way too good for him. So, like, that's the that's kind of the start of it. So, like, they're lazy. Fathers of culture today, the stereotype is they're lazy. They get home from work and then they sit on their lazy boy and fall asleep, or watch the game, or watch whatever show. Demand food, whatever. They're lazy. Yeah. And because of that, that's when they get overweight. They they don't appreciate their wives. All that they they're lazy,
0: connected with their kids. Yeah.
1: That's what you normally think uh so like so that's the first thing you think of them as lazy or they're bumbling they're bumbling they're, idiots. they're doofuses. they just they don't know how to stand on their own they don't know how to like if their wife a husband yeah or a human they don't know how to take care of themselves they're well oh, the father the the husbands are just a bigger child, you know like that's that's what's said i bet I bet plenty of wives or brides heard that on there their wedding day was like, Hey, now you get to take care of a child right away. Like, Oh, come on. But that's the way it is. That's the way. And I'm not saying these stereotypes are all wrong. There's a lot of men that are this way. Um, so yeah, they're lazy. They're bumbling today's culture. Um, I hope I don't press any buttons here, but they're very feminized. And what do I mean by that, Kim?
0: That means that essentially what most I would say women, at least women like me, we want our men to be providers, to take care of us, to feel protected when they're around. Um, And that masculinity is being demonized, being belittled. Like we don't want our husbands to be big and like, uh, like that stereotype of being strong. We want our men to be strong, but our culture is saying the exact opposite, that men should Be more feminine should like, yes, you should be able to like relate to your wife and to understand your wife, but you should also be a strong man and take care of your wife and your children.
1: Yeah. I say the word feminized as in it's, it's an exaggeration. I'm not saying men today are like, oh, hey ladies, let's go to the nail salon and do whatever. It's not like that. It's yeah. It's masculinity is really under attack. Like a man's man is not a hero anymore. He's a villain if a guy goes out and gets muscular like oh he's working too hard or he's obviously in the gym too much or if a guy you know likes his steak you know drink having friends over you know whatever whatever the stere- I, I say these things but a lot of the things that I like aren't the same as <laughs> what most guys like but anyway um yeah i mean there's there's masculinity is not a bad thing Uh, In general, masculinity is what provides; it's what protects. And a lot of women say they don't want that. Oh, it's toxic. Oh, but
0: we real women. (laughs) So if you're not married, the woman you want to marry wants a masculine husband.
1: Right. (laughs) I've I've seen plenty of videos where like women who attacked men for this are like there are no good men anymore. Like no, there are. You're just not looking in the right spot if you're looking for a guy just to say yes to everything you want or to do everything that you like, or to, you know, not give that other perspective that God really put in place. Like women have their view on, on way things are done. Men have their, like they're complimentary. They're not, they're not supposed to be head to head butting, you know, like two bucks smashing into each other. It's, they're supposed to compliment each other. Sometimes the husband's right. Sometimes the wife's right. Sometimes, Together, they work better with their own ways. Um, So, yeah, but that's not the way the culture is really going. It's going the opposite way. And that's uh, a danger in many different ways. So that's definitely one of the things. And then the last thing I put down for the stereotypical cultural husband and father right now is that they're like the joke, the joke, whether they're the, you look at, oh, they're the funny guy, you know, dad, or they're the issue to all of the problems they're just the joke of the family they're the joke of life is the is the male you know what i mean uh and again like i said with sitcoms they're obviously written that way on purpose for comedic effect but it like i said if you're growing up with that you don't see that as comedy you see that as like oh this is how things are and that's not the way things are
0: and if you have, or at
1: least that's not how they should be.
0: Yeah, and if you have sons, is, what kind of man do you want your son to grow up to be? Or even like even more, because if you're a husband listening or a father, like what kind of man do you want your daughter to marry? Like do you want you want somebody to take care of her, and then you want your sons to take care of their wife? Like we we as husbands and fathers. I even though I'm not one, so for him, uh, for you listening. Like you are setting the example and the standard for who your sons become and who your daughters marry. And if you are going to be lazy, the bumbling idiot, feminized, the joke, your daughter is going to marry that and not be provided for. Your son is going to turn into that and not provide for his family.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. So like, what do we do? Well,
0: It's very simple.
1: It kind of is, but it's also very hard at the same time. You just look one direction. You go straight to, wait, are we are we thinking the same way? What were we gonna say? The Bible. Oh, okay, there you go. Yes, (laughs) the Bible. You you look straight, (laughs) straight to God's word. The guy who put all this together. He created us, male and female. He chose us to, to like marriage is a created thing. Complementary strengths is a created thing. God put all this together even before the fall, and by fall uh, I mean when sin entered the world. Uh, Genesis. That's Genesis three. Thank you. Um, Yeah, Uh, we're going to make a lot of assumptions for our audience, but uh, maybe we should. Anyway,
0: in every, almost every episode, if not every episode, because we want this to be a biblical podcast. That no matter what topic we're talking about, avenue of life, season of life, whatever, the the clearest picture, the clearest answer you're going to get is opening your Bible and praying. Because if you believe he will answer, he will um, give you guidance as to what you are supposed to do, which is why our third is going to be on what, how did God design husbands and fathers to be? So what is a biblical father, and husband supposed to look like?
1: <laughs> Again, that is a huge question, and I don't think we're going to be able to answer it uh, in this podcast altogether. Uh, but we're going to throw out some some scriptures, some ideas, some thoughts of our own, um, you know, about that. So don't look at this episode and be like, oh, this is all the answers that we need. But it will really hopefully help you out a little bit.
0: It'll give you a guide, a direction to go. And like encouraging to, if you're already be like yes, I'm doing those things. Or how can I improve more? Because we're not perfect. Everybody has room. Like you'll never be the perfect husband or the perfect father, but you can strive to be that.
1: Correct. So we'll start with husbands. What does the Bible say about husbands? Um, A lot. It says a lot. Um, I'll give you two specific verses, just two. Um, the first one comes straight from Genesis. Genesis 2, and if you remember from a few seconds ago, Genesis 3 is when the fall came. So before sin even entered in the world, God created this thing called that we call marriage, this thing that brings men and women together, one man, one woman together. And in verse 24, a man shall Leave his father and his mother and be joined with his wife. Meaning, guess what? You are no longer a child. You do, not, you do not rely on your parents anymore. You have married this woman. You are now taking her under you and you are providing for her. You are protecting her. You are no longer underneath your parents. You are taking your wife and you are becoming a new unit, a new family.
0: Which also, excuse me, plays a big part in what we were saying earlier, that you are not your wife's child. Like, you are to protect her. You are, like, that is your calling to do, is to protect her. So she shouldn't be there to wait on you hand and foot. You're, You're a partnership. So we'll get into this, like, next time. But, like, she has a role, too. But your role is to provide for her and to protect her, not for her to take care of you.
1: Kim, I feel like you're going to say a lot of offensive things on this podcast.
0: Well, we did pray that God would guide us. And so hopefully, we're speaking scripture, truth, but more importantly, we're speaking this with love. So, even so if you are being offended, just know that we love you and we're trying to encourage you and to uplift you. Um, yeah.
1: I don't mean to laugh at that, but it sounded, it almost sounded sarcastic, but she's not being sarcastic. No. (laughs) So sorry. Um, So anyway, to wrap up this husband thing, and by wrap up, I mean, let's just get started with it, I guess. Uh, The, the biggest, like, the best verse I feel like for this is from Ephesians 5:25. And it's one that we all know, but do we really think about hard? Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I'm sure you've heard that before. We've all heard that before. It's a it's one of the most famous passages when it comes to husbands and wives. In,
0: but in a Christian wedding, it's usually
1: yeah, spoken. it's in it's the red. it's in the message there sometime, most of the time. But seriously, oh yeah, but that's all you need. You look to Christ as the example. Jesus Christ was not married to a woman, but what he did for the church, not a building, the people that followed him, the church, the the new saints, the people that he chose. What did he do for them? He he taught them. He loved them. He served them. He served them. He died for them. And he's coming to rescue them. It all of these things. There are so many things that if you just look at the characteristics of Jesus Christ and say, Oh, that's what I need to do for my wife. That's it. And I mean saying I'm saying that's it. Like, oh, that's there's your answer. And there is your answer. But it's really hard to do. We are not men, men. Let's get real. We're We're not Jesus. We're never going to be Jesus. We're striving to be more like him every day, but we're never going to be there. But that's what's great, is we get to look at the perfect example and try to emulate that towards our wives. Now, does that mean sacrificing your life for her? Well, kind of. In a way. In a way. You need to love her. You need to put her first between you and her. Obviously, God comes first, and then your children are important, too, and they need upbringing, especially when they're young. But your wife needs to come first between the two of you. Uh, you're the wife, Kim. Do you agree with that or not so much?
0: No, I do because also – because we're talking about husbands and fathers, that you are setting that example for your children. You're setting that standard like we talked about earlier for your sons and for like who they are to grow up to be. Or if you have daughters who they – should marry the type of guy they should marry yeah like the stereotype is that you daughters marry men like their father it was not that way in my particular case but that's like the stereotype so if look at yourself evaluate yourself and is that the type of person you want your daughter to marry
1: yeah yeah i mean i don't like thinking about that at all my daughter is getting married but what are you going to do so the way I like to teach the Bible is I always like, I'm more of a, uh, not the word, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not to, it's not topical. So I don't think, I don't pick a topic and then I pick passages around it. I like the passage and then try to see what God is coming from. So I was like, okay, I'll just do a character study of who's a good husband. Um, there are hard to find in the Bible. Like if you just go straight to the first ones, um, Adam was too passive. He was right there when Eve was being deceived and he said nothing and did nothing and let her be deceived and then didn't correct her when she tried to, or when she passed the fruit to him, he's just like, Oh yeah, whatever. Or yeah, I agree with that snake or whatever happened for real. We don't know exactly what happened uh, cause we weren't there, but we know he was being passive. He didn't do what he was supposed to do in protecting his wife. And then you go to the next big patriarch uh, or one of the next pe- Abraham, Abraham loved his wife very much. He was he was a good husband in many ways, but uh, he also tried to give her away twice. I don't want to be given away. Who do, who does? I like that's a terrible like. So he's like, yeah, hey, I'm scared for my life. Uh, pretend you're my sister, uh, so I don't die. Like, oh, that's great. One, you're putting your wife in harm's way, and you're not trusting God. Great job, Abraham. And again, I can say these things because.
0: Because remember,
1: I'm, I'm sinless, right? Yeah, no, but I'm remember, just
0: he's the father
1: he's, of the nation. He's Father Abraham. I get it. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you look at all the examples um, in the Bible. Uh, none of them are going to be great. Boaz was pretty good, but he was still a sinner like everybody. Um, and that's kind of what I love about the Bible is that all the characters in them are kind of terrible, but aren't we all? We're all but sinners.
0: God also uses them.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. We're We're all terrible. And the real hero of the whole Bible is not any person. It's never been David. It's never been Peter. It's never been Paul. The real hero is Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit. Uh, So the Trinity, God, that's the hero. So that's why I didn't pick a certain person to teach you from. I'd rather just point you straight to the actual author, Jesus Christ. He's the one you look at when you look at for husbands. And when you look at, where is a good example of a father? You go great straight to God the Father, like it's it's very simple. He's so loving, he's so patient with us. We are sinful things. I sin all the time, and I'm and there's just grace upon grace upon grace, and it's amazing.
0: I mean, just think about like if you're a parent, how many times a day do you? Probably, if we're all being honest, lose your patience with your children. And sometimes it's a minor, I lost my patience, and sometimes people have major patience like issues. So like it doesn't matter, even on our best day of being a mom or a dad, we're going to fail.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I failed a lot.
0: And we're going to fail <laughs> even more because we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to master... Like you men will never master the role of husband and father.
1: (laughs) We won't.
0: But if you look in the Bible and you focus your eyes on God and Jesus and you strive to be their example, you'll be better every day. You'll still fail, but you'll be better.
1: Yeah. And the great thing is that God wants us to have that relationship with him as a father. You know, uh, what were we watching? Oh, it was Hook. Hook. The movie Hook. There's a line in that movie where, uh, what, what's the woman's name? Merva? Mur, Mur, Myra? Moira, Moira. That's right. That's Peter's wife. She goes to him and says, we got these precious years of the, our kids wanting to be with us. And soon that's going to be just gone. Like You're going to be
0: the one chasing them.
1: Right. They're going to be grown up and they're not going to care about us. And we're going to be chasing them and they're not going to be chasing us. I that was like, oh, that
0: that broke my heart.
1: Yeah, I almost turned the movie off. Anyway, um but that's how God is. He wants us to have that relationship. He's chasing us. He's like, I'm right here. Come back to me. He's that he's the father and the prodigal son. Very similar. And by similar I mean exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said similar. That's obviously what the parable is about. Oh, but anyway, no, I mean that's, it's kind of a cop-out to say your answers are God and Jesus, but really think about it. Think about the characteristics, the attributes of both of those Godheads, and that's our example for a husband and father, and it's not going to be—it's like it's, it's a, a, it's a standard we're never going to get to, but we can strive for that, and by doing that, we can both honor our families, our children, and God himself. Yeah. So this next section, uh, Kim wanted to make me feel terrible. It's where do I stand as both of those husband and father? So let's, I'll, again, I'm going to share some things with you listeners. I'm more pessimistic in life when it comes to myself, when it comes to big things like, is this tornado going to hit our house or how are we going to pay for this bill? I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's going to be fine. Gotta be fine. Like gotta make it good. But when it comes to little things or my own life, I'm like, ugh, I'm terrible. Anyway, so where do I stand? Um, Last week, we talked about Little House on the Prairie. And did you know that the father in Little House on the Prairie is the perfect specimen of a man? (laughs) He's handsome. He's got wavy hair. He knows how to build homes and plow fields and has every moral answer to every problem that his children and wife have. I am not Charles Ingalls at all oh I know I know good thing that show was made in the 70s and my wife is not going to be chasing a an older Charles Ingalls. I guess I guess he's from the 1870s but whatever <laughs> <laughs> what was that <laughs> that's not our, that's not our normal <laughs> laugh everybody <laughs> but anyway uh she made sure I put some positives in there. So I'm not Charles Angles, but I feel like I'm pretty present with our kids. I, I mean, I do love being around them. I love hanging out with them. I love watching silly shows. I love playing moderately. I don't like the screaming so much, but some, like, you know, playing, uh, wrestling, throwing them on the couch, you know, punching my son, Daniel in the face. That kind of stuff is great. <laughs> I, that, Disclaimer. Play, playful, playful. We are, playful we are
0: not men. abusive parents. But playing croquet out in the yard. Oh, yeah. Basketball. Daniel loves the game Sorry. We play Sorry all the time. And even if it's a game that we're like, do we really want to play Sorry? We play Sorry because he wants to. And there's only going to be a limited amount of time, according to Hook, where...
1: Are you tearing up?
0: Where, no, <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Where we are going to eventually be chasing them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And And I like Sorry. So now when they pick, like, jumanji i'm like uh,
0: but we played jumanji
1: but we do even though it's a witchcraft game i'm I also very sarcastic anyway uh so i'm very present i also don't i don't go out a lot
0: uh i don't yeah your your last guys day was in june
1: yeah and you right. played
0: golf for an hour
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't do the normal things that a lot of men do. I don't go drinking. I don't go playing golf all the time. I don't have uh, fantasy work, fantasy football nights. Like I'm home. Maybe that's a maybe it's a commentary on my friendships. Most of my best friends are states away, but still, I don't I don't need a lot of that leisure time away from the family. Uh, I adju- even
0: when we gather with friends, they bring their kids, right? Or we take our kids. We're, we have very which I love. Our friends are very family-oriented, and we do things collectively together. We raise our kids together, essentially.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. So there's a positive, one, at least one positive. She made sure I had to throw something in there, or she threw it on there to make me feel better. You uh, are a good dad. Oh, thanks. Uh, well, Everybody
0: has faults, but you, especially when we compare yourself to the husbands of culture or even the husbands of yours, you're pretty good.
1: I'll say that. Oh, thank you. I'll say this. I, I feel like I'm a much better dad than I am a husband. Sorry, Cam. But then we'll see how that maybe, maybe this, podcast will make me better at it. Who knows? So anyway, but things that I do need to improve on, I am a passive guy. Naturally. I, I not, not necessarily Not necessarily. I don't like conflict, but I don't involve myself when I don't need to be involved. For sure. You're a people pleaser. You like me? Oh, others happy. thanks. I didn't want to use you know. That's true. I don't like saying no. I don't like whatever. So I need to fix that. I need to be a little more assertive. Um, I do step in when I need to, but most of the time I'm like, I'll just let them handle it. It's their deal. I'm not gonna deal with it. And that's a good way to think about it for many things. I don't need to be involved in other people's problems, but when it impacts my family, even indirectly, that's when I need to step up. And sometimes I don't. Um, also, I'm terrible at communicating with my wife. <clears throat> Jump in. It
0: is true. He's not the greatest communicator. A lot of times, I have to ask him questions and pull the answer out of him. Sometimes, so that is something like he has to improve. But I feel like men in general aren't they? like I feel like that's a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Men, that is a stereotype. It's
1: not me. It's us.
0: Yeah, men. Communicate,
1: man. We we stink. We're terrible at this.
0: Talk to your wife. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it's it's not just that. I'm bad at communicating with everybody. I can't. I can't even text back some people, even if it's important. It's all like,
0: unless it's his best friend. Hey,
1: hey, hey. We're not ben, gonna get it.
0: Just if you're listening, he loves you more than me.
1: <laughs> That's not true. I do love you guys though. Anyway, so, um. Yeah, bad at communication. I don't, I need to improve on it. And sometimes it's just sitting and talking to her, actually looking at her in the eyes.
0: Yeah. You know? Quality time.
1: Right. Without the phone. Right. Even though I'm talking to her right now and not looking at her in the eyes. Anyway, (laughs) but that, we'll just say that that's for the podcast. So where do you, audience men, stand? What do you think? What do you think think about yourselves self-reflect does it align with what is in scripture. the bible Like, well, yeah with scripture i mean obviously like i said before we're not going to be the same level as christ or as god the father but how close are you yeah. uh, what go ahead no uh, what needs to be improved like, obviously there's something. And I'm not saying because you're a terrible dad. No, I'm saying because we're all human and we all sin. We we are not perfect beings at all.
0: And then also don't fall into the comparison trap.
1: Yeah, don't do that.
0: Like, you have friends, obviously. There's obviously the TV dads like Charles Ingalls. Like, don't sit there and compare yourself to everybody else because if you're going to try to find the dads who are looking like they're doing the greatest job or the husband that's doing the greatest job. He's still failing in some area of his life, in some area of fatherhood, in some area of marriage. So don't sit there and try to be like, well, my best friend just did this or that guy across the street did that. Focus on you because you're not going to be a better husband or a better father. If you're just looking at everybody else.
1: Yeah. And I don't mean to be mean about this either, but wives also don't compare your husbands to other people. Yeah. Like if you, if your husband is failing at something, I, it's I'm not saying it's the wife's role to tell him that, but I mean it is. As husband and wife, you do need to help correct each other's failings. But saying, "Oh, my brother doesn't, your brother, or my sister's husband doesn't do this," our best friend you know, Herman doesn't do this kind of thing or he does it this way. That is not going to, well, one, it's not going to go over well. And if anything, you're just going to make your husband feel even more insecure. And I'm not talking uh, from experience here. I'm just saying this is men. We don't like that kind of comparison, especially from the woman who is our wife.
0: But also on that same note, like it's women who spend more of the time and probably I'm assuming – On social media. Uh, Yeah. So you are also, as so women, mothers, wives, listen to this. You're sitting there and you're scrolling, you're watching stories, you're watching reels, and you see these other people sharing all of these wonderful things about being a mom or what their husband is doing or what, like, the dad, like, and they paint this beautiful picture. And then you're going to sit there and be like, "Well, well, my husband didn't do that. Or why doesn't my husband play with our kids like that? And then you're just, in your head, making your husband less of a person, less of a father. When he really could be amazing, he just might not be gifted in that one particular area. Or that woman just highlighted that one instance that he did that. But look at what your husband has done all the other times.
1: So, what practical steps can we take as men to be biblical, biblical husbands and fathers well if you want your relationship with your wife to work if you want your relationship with your children to work that you know what your first step is look to Jesus right away and i'm not just saying oh do what he did i'm saying your relationship with Jesus needs to be healthy
0: and have a relationship with him like if you yeah. can, if you are not a believer that might be your very first step is to take that step because you're going to fail if he's not first in your life. Yeah. Or uh, at all.
1: Like I said, we are sinful beings and we will mess up. And sometimes we mess up critically where we end our marriage, when we break that relationship with our child forever, because whatever we did, you just need it. Jesus needs to be first. Again, not just, the, let's let's act like Jesus in our marriage or for our kids, but you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ first.
0: And then you can have a relationship right. with your wife and your children. Right. And other people.
1: And it will help you out tremendously.
0: In every area of your life.
1: Yeah. And we sound like salespeople, but it's true. It's absolutely true. So there's your first practical step. Make sure your relationship with Christ is front and center healthy too healthy so
0: that you're, you're growing daily that you're reading your bible at day, that you're praying daily because if you're not doing all of those things you are not growing you're not nurturing yourself and then if you're not making christ a priority you're definitely not going to make your wife and your children a priority
1: well said well yeah. said you're welcome that's why we pay you all right um all right so let's wrap this up we're pushing forty minutes, I think. Um.
0: So, with every podcast, we are going episode. To, yeah, podcast episode. Um, we are going to end with a challenge, something to challenge you guys and even ourselves, because we need the same challenge.
1: Uh, yeah. Because
0: we're again not perfect. Um. So today, this week, every day, this is what we want you and ourselves to do.
1: Yep. So here you go, fellas. Um. Here's your challenge for the week. Whatever it looks like for you, turn off or put down the distraction and replace it with some sort of quality time with them. In my notes, it says them. That means either your wife or your kids, or and collectively. Yeah, or collectively. And again, this won't be. It's it's a challenge, so it'll be hard. A, a, even if it's just a small step your your routine after work is you sit down you watch a game maybe one of these nights you don't do that just one or you or you come home from work and you go straight to the basement and i was going to say i was going to say work on your car but you don't work on cars in basements play a video game yeah don't do it don't one the don't do don't it one just one night it's a distraction from what's well, what's really important right now, and let's let's put the little asterisks there. Having hobbies, having leisure time, is not a bad thing, but if that's your all your free time and your family is being pushed to the side, that's where that that's when it's a distraction. And we're asking you to turn it off, put it down, leave it for your family. At least one time that's out of the norm for you.
0: I'm gonna add one. No, oh no in the, here we go because i think th- that that's a great challenge but i'm also thinking back to the hook quote that you're mm-hmm. it's only going to be that's true so much time that your kids are going to be chasing you so if you're in the middle of watching a game and your child comes up and says dad will you do this with me play a game read a book color picture just have a conversation say yes
1: yeah the highlights will be there after
0: say yes the game will
1: still be on even after the game that you play with your kid it,
0: or if your wife comes in the room and wants to talk to
1: yeah you. that video game will still be there that car will still be there your phone will most definitely still be there but
0: so don't just say well i did my day <laughs> yesterday i turned off the thing yesterday if say yes while it's being asked
1: yeah yeah that time with your kid is finite it's especially at that age whatever age it is your 20 year old kid is not going to want you to push him on a swing all like Back, at that yeah, age, might
0: look weird too. Yeah, it. So push your little might, girl or might look weird. <laughs> will look weird. There you go. So push your son or your daughter on the swing. Play the game of sorry. Talk to your wife. But so one day, switch up your routine. But when they ask, say yes.
1: Yes. All right, men, we we did it. We survived this kind of. uh Next week, Kim's going to be in the hot seat. So, you're
0: going to be talking about the role of the wife and mother. Similar things, mother and wife of your culture, biblical, and how do we stand? What can we do to be better? So, hopefully, you will tune in.